Hi, I'm Dave from the Comics in Motion podcast, and you're listening to Genuine Chit Chat. Hello there, guys, and welcome to another episode of Genuine Chit Chat. This week, I am joined by Dan and Paul of the Superheroes for Dummies podcast. So if you weren't already aware, the Superheroes for Dummies podcast airs on the Comics in Motion network, and that's exactly where my other podcast, Star Wars Comics in Canon, airs. Now the Superheroes for Dummies show is an excellent idea and I will talk about all of that probably in the outro just so I don't keep this intro too long and things and just in brief what we talk about is Dan and Paul basically starting the podcast, how they first got into reading comic books and their favourite ones, um, TV shows and games relating to sort of superhero movies and comic book movies as well as obviously the MCU and the DC movies and that's generally what we speak about in part one of this chat in sort of light detail and part who will be released next week and that will be about more subjects and things that I'll get into in the outro as well. So without keeping this too long I'm basically going to get things going in a moment. All the information is included in the description including the social media for Dan and for Paul as well as the podcast itself Superheroes for Dummies. I really hope you guys enjoy this episode and things and I'll be back at the end to give more information on part two, everything else I've been involved with guest wise, more information about Superheroes for Dummies and lots of other stuff too. So make sure you stay back for that and uh, anyway here's Paul and Dan of Superheroes for Dummies. Picture this, someone who knows nothing about comics. Someone who knows comics from movies, TV and video games. A complete ultra comics nerd. You pick the character you want us to talk about. You send us the questions you want answered. You make the show. A podcast by fans. For fans. Making new fans. Superheroes. For dummies. Welcome to Genuine Chit Chat, where we have honest conversations with interesting people. And I'm your host, Mike Burton. I am joined today with two, well, super dummies, as you guys call yourselves, uh, Dan and Paul. And the reason I know you guys is because of the Superheroes for Dummies podcast, which I have binged all of, listened to all of, and I've probably retained almost no information about. So, bizarre. <laughs> um, <that's>, uh, <laughs> it's a great podcast. And I've had a lot of fun listening to it. But uh, I can include all the details of that sort of tomfoolery in the show notes. But how are you both doing in general? Awesome. Absolutely awesome. Yeah. And thank you for having us on. Absolutely. Yeah, doing good. Thank you very much. Wonderful. Um, yeah, in this Surviving crazy in this crazy times. world we live in. <laughs> exactly. It's one of those. I mean, it's quite good, though, in some ways with the sort of solace, because without being able to socialize or really talk to anyone, it means that you could just sit in a lot and read comics and stuff. Well, yeah. This is very true. Which what I've been doing a lot of. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, getting us going then, obviously with... Um, I'll, I'll probably ramble on in the intro and more so in the outro about Superheroes for Dummies and how much I enjoy it. But like the the interesting thing about that show is that Steve is the encyclopedic knowledge of mm-hmm. seemingly everything that's ever been in printed media ever. Um, and you guys are the two claimed dummies of it. Mm-hmm. And it is very interesting, obviously, listening to the sort of dynamic and you guys have certain questions that you kind of come in and out of. But I, I want to speak to you guys because I feel like we're on the same playing field in a sense because... I think the three of us and probably Chris of sort of the main TV and movie show, we're probably mm. the least knowledgeable, I'd say, about mm. comics because we haven't had that sort of history with them. So I thought I'd delve into that and ask you guys what they are. So I'll start with you, Dan. Yeah. Um, you're sort of, when did you first like read comics when you were younger and get into them and also, regarding, we'll start with that, otherwise I'm going to get ahead of myself. So, <laughs> first, I'll ask you just 20 questions at once, and you have to try and answer them all at the same time. No, um, when did you sort of first get into comics and stuff? When was that when um, first To be perfectly honest, I can't remember what age I started, but I know I was like a little young, little young boy. Um, but I think the age I started, like, getting introduced to comics, I didn't fully appreciate them. I didn't actually know what was going on reading all i knew was batman superman that sort of thing um and then as i was growing up i wasn't really much of a reader so i wasn't really much into the comics but then i liked watching stuff like the like the super um the christopher reeve superman movies and stuff like that and then you obviously had uh batman 
and it was Michael Keaton and so on and so forth. So it was, I was more watching movies than I was reading comics. Um, and then obviously from a young age, I was into video games as well. Um, and then obviously they had all the the Batman Arkham games. You had, I think it was actually a Superman game and then like Spider-Man and stuff like that. So that's pretty much where I drew my knowledge from. Um, and it wasn't until... I actually met Steve because there was one, I think it was during the summer, I don't know if that's right, Paul, but we, we went around to Steve's house and we were around there and he showed me all of his comics and all the stuff that he got from like DC and stuff like that. Um pretty drunk by the end of the night, but it was it was a it was a good one. Yeah. I was just gonna say, my memory of the night always is the ending. Yeah. Because it got very interesting as Dan got very drunk <laughs> but we shall leave that one there <laughs> but we digress <laughs> yeah Amazing. um i think yeah i don't know if i've still got that video i hope that video has been lost <laughs> oh, it was I nothing it nothing been. crude it was just funny as fuck um <laughs> but um yeah it was that and then obviously um Superheroes for Dummies came along, and then we started with uh, Batman, um, and then basically both me and Paul started up on the Batman uh, reading list, which, funnily enough, we're still on. As funny <laughs> yeah. as you know, as that as weird as that is, um, and then he brought us onto like Kingdom Come, um, um, Miracle Man, uh, Dr. and Quinch. Um, and yeah, it just reignited my, my love comics. And I'm at the age now where I can actually just sit down and just, just read something, whether it be a book, whether it be be a comic and actually do that now. So yeah, so that is my origin story. And it's, it's, uh, (laughs) yeah, it's my origin story. It's, uh, my journey, which is still going. Yeah, hopefully this isn't the end of your journey. I don't oh, want no. the twist to be oh, the end of this podcast. No. Of just, this is it. Yeah. Stop. This is my final yeah. podcast. <laughs> Screw you all. I'm out of here. I'm going, oh, oh wait, I am home. <laughs> Already there, done. Turn off the podcast, leave the Zoom call. <laughs> well, then, well, Paul, then, how about you, then? How do you get into comics and that sort of jazz? Um, well, much like yourself, we were talking just before we started recording when I was younger, it was the Beano, um, which for those of you who don't know, which I guess would be Americans because yeah. everyone else seems to know it. Um, <laughs> it's basically an anthology humor mag type thing. Lots of different stories. Um, very school kid type mm. stuff. I think Dennis the Menace um, is the main yeah, thing Dennis people the probably Menace. know because yeah. I think that got like a animated show that i recall being awful oh, yes citv or something <laughs> yeah it was it wasn't their best idea um they're still going i think though somehow I, I know there was a movie i think or am i thinking of horrid henry i think i, I think there was a movie i think there was yeah. a dennis the menace movie yeah yeah Oof, rough i don't want to think about that <laughs> no. but the thing is i don't remember it so it couldn't be that good so no i don't think i even saw it i think by that no. point i was out of it i remember i just remember the beano and the dandy when i was younger and i remember the beano yeah, being yeah, the yeah. best and the dandy being crap but i'd get the dandy occasionally and read it and be like this isn't as good but yeah, so if i asked the beano and dandy like obviously that was i think we're, we're all different ages i won't ask what you guys ages are um, but obviously the beano has been going for Christ knows how long, probably mm, longer than forever. any of us have been living on this planet. So it's like, if it's gone yeah. past Stanley's age, then you probably think everyone's ever heard of it. So then after that, because like, we we all kind of vaguely had that, but obviously in varying degrees kind of, I don't know, fell off the horse as it were, and then kind of got mm. back on. Did you, were you sort of uh, more like Dan in the way that you watched like movies and TV series and then it kind of just looped back around to Steve or? So here is my main issue. My memory is, terrible <laughs> so See. had the Beano from primary school into secondary school then it's very blurry now i'm sh- i know i've seen most of the superman films at some point in my life i don't remember what i thought of most of them <laughs> and that's kind of how it goes until steve came along 
Um, the saviour. Even even now, like some of the films I've seen recently, I probably couldn't tell you what happened in them. <laughs> I, it's terrible. <laughs> Megan's like that. She has to watch a film two or three times before it actually sinks in. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was walking around today listening to a podcast and about half an hour in, I thought, what the hell am I actually listening to? I can't remember. <laughs> That's how bad it is. Amazing. I mean, <laughs> fair enough. I mean, to be fair, I mean, when I, like in brief, when I started, I was reading yeah, Beano and Dandy and then I didn't read anything comic-wise for many years except uh like as i said when before recording i read the marvel zombies comics i think i read like the odd thing like a mate would have them be like these are amazing you know check that out but i'd get all my um i I was a massive gamer when i was younger now now Mm. i i try and do everything at once so i you know play games for like a couple of hours a week while and i also read comics and have two podcasts Mm, and do all these other things because everything's like i'm like a kid with adhd but with everything all the time so that's my problem and so with that regard it's like, I think what I got into it was gaming mainly. Like I, I knew, like I'd seen the X Men animated series, and I'd seen oh, yeah. some yeah. of the because where I was born in the early nineties, so the MCU kind of came as I was a teenager. So in that regard, I've been kind of brought up with the MCU and all that jazz. But video gaming, like I remember playing the Spider Man games on PlayStation One, mm-hmm. and that was like that's how I knew about Spider-Man and stuff. And then Venom mm. was in it and Daredevil and randomly. And I've just got this vague peripheral knowledge mm. of just yeah. some, like you, you say, like I know certain things like with Batman, for example, I knew about Robin and I knew about Nightwing and stuff. And I listened to that episode of Superheroes for Dummies and I was like, oh, I know nothing. Like I know like <laughs> the footnotes of a blurb yeah. of one issue. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I, I know what you mean. I was, there's lots of little bits of information in there, but I have no idea how they got in there. Mm, yeah. Um, like, yeah, I, I vaguely remember playing the X-Men game on like the mega drive or something. Oh, yeah. but I don't remember what happens in it. I just remembered I played it yeah. and I remember I watched the animated series. Could tell you what happens in it. Oh, I'm the same. I can't remember anything except Jubilee's a character who I did not recognize anywhere else. That's <laughs> and Gambit throws cards. Yes. <laughs> that bit I know. Yeah, it's weird though. Like, nothing. <laughs> it's weird, like like I said, like when I was a kid. So as a kid, I was aware of like Batman, Superman, X Men, Spider Man. I was aware of them, but knew nothing about them. And then, mm. you know, you, you knew like the basics, like Spider Man or Peter Parker was bitten by a radioactive spider, but you don't know really much about it. Like there was. Like you could talk to Steve about it, and they'll be like, "Oh, I don't know that, I don't know that much." Then. Yeah, mm, yeah. I mean, that's what I found is that I thought because with your guys' show, like I think I can't remember the first one I listened to, um, but it was a character that I knew of, but that I like. I didn't listen to Spider Man one initially, and I didn't listen to the Batman one initially, or the Superman one because I was like, I know about them. And then <laughs> when I listened to one of the other, I can't remember what episode it was, but I listened to one of them, and then the amount of detail that went into it, I was like, "Oh, okay." And I was kind of like, I want a podcast that is not like a Joe Rogan podcast or anything. I was like, I don't, I just want to listen to something that wasn't music, but I don't really want to have to commit to anything. I had to yeah. give all my attention to the whole time. So I was like, you know, I'll, I'll listen to to this. And then I chucked on the, I think it's the Spider-Man one. And I was like, I know loads about Spider-Man. Come on. And I listened to it and I was like, oh, <laughs> no, I don't. I know <laughs> literally fuck all. I know like <laughs> five minutes from like two games and then the movies and that's all. Yeah. And so when, so I listened to that episode. I was listening to the other ones and I was like, oh yeah, I don't know anything about Batman or Superman. And so from that kind of thing, that that kind of evolved a lot for me and made me appreciate comics a lot. And obviously being in the the comics emotion family with everyone has got some incredible recommendations all the time. Mm. It's, mm. It is overwhelming in a really good way. So there's never a lack to, of things to read because I've got about eight things. I know you guys are reading lists are silly big, but I've got oh, like ridiculous. eight things I've got already that i'm reading and then because i've got to read some for the podcast and then there's some for fun and some for a podcast if i'm yeah. guesting on someone else's and all that sort of jazz yeah. so i want to ask like from the sort of the renaissance of of comic books in, in your guys lives obviously basically steve <laughs> being the cause basically. of that renaissance um have there been any comics that you've read thus far that have stood out i know you haven't read like a world of them but i was just interested if i go with paul first are there any sort of i know you just said your memory is bad so maybe the wrong person to choose first but <laughs> i wondered if there's any that kind of called out to you no pressure um yeah no pressure the one we always talk about is kingdom come um because that was one of the first ones that steve said you have to read this mm. and it, it's a good one to go into because i think 
the impression I think people get of comics is like Adam West or the Beano or etc etc and you look at Kingdom Come and it's it's basically a painting it's not yeah. line drawing it's you look at it and it's like okay every page is a painting and every page it's a deep meaning meaningful storyline it's not just like biff pow which i think is what people's impressions are mm-hmm. and that's a good one for to say if you want to know what comic books actually are have a read of this mm-hmm. and then it'll open your mind to actually maybe there is something out there for me because yeah i mean there are some of the stuff that's a bit lower level to use probably a really bad term but if you wanted that sort of thing it is out there for you but if you wanted deep meaningful stories that's definitely out there as well mm-hmm. as kingdom um, come so- dc i haven't read it yeah. yet because i'm a failure clearly um i know it's one of the big pillars there's like i think uh crisis on infinite earths identity crisis mm. flashpoint mm. kingdom yeah. come and there's those sort of pillars which i'm not yet there yet but kingdom come uh <laughs> if just as a for vaguely for people you don't have to spoil anything because i think it's quite big major plot things but is it basically like a big dc universe loads of characters in it kind of doing stuff or yeah so basically kingdom come is a standalone story it's an elseworld story um and it's basically along the lines of what could go horribly wrong with all these superheroes and what could the outcomes be and then what do they do about it um so yeah without spoiling too much it's every name that you know will be in there Mm -hmm. all the names you don't know will be in there (laughs) but it doesn't matter too much because when i read it i was like i don't know who this guy is but it it didn't matter too much because the storyline isn't so much about the individual it's about the ideas um Mm. so yeah i would definitely recommend it for everyone out there yeah i'll have to add that to my list i see that dc are doing dc unlimited soon and i've got Mm. marvel unlimited Mm. which has just changed my life it's just you know (laughs) don't have to think can i afford that comic this month it's just flick on there have a little bit of a read if you don't like it you know leave but it's like with civil war i found that i read i bought i went to comic con oh god how long ago how long ago could we walk in crowds four God. years ago i think i went to comic con it's before i met megan so i went there and i just uh i bought a couple of star warsy things but I, i've heard of civil war and i think it was after the film came out and so i saw it and it was a little bit damaged but it was like three quid or something and there were it's like the thick you know on collection thing mm. which has got like five issues of the comic or whatever in it and I read that just before I started doing the podcast uh, for Comics in Motion. And then I was basically doing the same because obviously it's a big thing and you don't need to know every character. But there was like, you know, there's the main like 12 or so that you know from the Avengers and then, you know, a few of the X-Men and Spider-Man, whatever. But then there was loads that you didn't know about. And then, but I found the story was strong enough to kind of keep me going. So yeah. I, I feel like that's almost, there are certain pillars and things. But with, with you sort of, Dan, what was the, mm. are, are you in a similar boat? I oh, know you've you've got the same reading list. So maybe it's um, Yeah, we've got the same reading list, like, I did thoroughly enjoy Kingdom Come. Um, like you said, it's a very deep, meaningful um, story. And it's, like you said, there's characters in it that you know of, there's characters that you don't know of. But I think you'll find it with Kingdom Come, because I want to read it again. I think you'll find if you read it again, there'll be characters that you didn't notice before that you noticed, and then you want to know about them. It will further expand your knowledge. Um, but the one probably stood out for me, and I'm currently in the middle of finishing book three of, is uh, Miracle Man. Mm, um, I ordered that today. I ordered the three books today. Uh, <laughs> so yeah. I'm excited for that. Oh, you, <laughs> sir, are in for a friggin' <laughs> You're in for a treat. Um, Go on, tell the audience what it's all about. Well, not all about, but you know. So it's set in, if I'm right, it's set in the 1980s, and it's about a journalist called Mike Moran, um, who, again, you guys talking about memory retention, same thing with me. (laughs) Um, I think he was, well, he was visited by a being uh, who's bestowed uh, powers on him, and he was kind of like um, uh, Shazam, where he has mm-hmm. a, a specific word that would turn him into Miracle. And his uh, magic word was uh, Kimota. And Kimota is atomic, spelled backwards. Uh, 
Mm. Um, and it turns him basically turns him into this into this superhero. And I don't want to say too much. I won't go too much further into it. But it's basically set in London, 1980s London, um, which is absolutely amazing. Um, and with this one, it's it kind of makes you think it was like, what would life be like in the real world if super beings actually existed? Mm. Um, and it's a very it's a very thought provoking series of books. And like I said, I'm only on the third book, but this third one. That's what I'm going to say. <laughs> um, but it's absolutely, it draws you in, it keeps you reading. Um, and I mean, I've, I've read like, like Batman's like year one, Dark Victory, Long Halloween, and, all, and those are all amazing classic books. Miracle Man, for me, is absolutely amazing. So, it's so deep, it messes with your head so much. Um, mm. And, it, and by, by the time you finish the book, you'll be like, <laughs> and yeah. um let's just put it this way i still haven't finished like uh, scraping my brains of thought because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i heard you guys sort of talking about it and um scott weatherly of the 20th century geek podcast he's a massive uh miracle man advocate as well so after hearing uh steve talk about it and then scott as well i was like okay you know i've got access to hoopla which has certain random comics yeah. on there and mm. stuff which i've been i've been using intermittently a lot of indie comics are on there it's so quite helpful when i do tony's show and then I've got Marvel Unlimited, but obviously self-explanatory. And then DC Unlimited isn't, or DC Infinite, or whatever the hell it's called, isn't going to be here till like summer or something. So yeah. in that regard, I was like, oh, you know, I can kind of get most things. But because of Miracle Man, because of what I listened to your episode, in fact, that might have been the first episode of Superheroes for Dummies I listened to, because I was like, Miracle uh-huh. Man, who the hell is that? And then I obviously heard, it's basically just a giant advert for Miracle Man, the episode. And... Yeah. Yeah, because it was all the complicated stuff. And I'll, ma- I'll mention it in the show notes and things about uh, checking that out. But it was like, you know, it was written by Alan Moore, but then it, it, mm. he fell out with Marvel or whatever. And then it was called Marvel Man, but they changed the Miracle Man. And there's all these sorts of weird little caveats. And I mm. saw on Amazon when I went to buy Miracle Man, there's the third thing that comes up isn't even the Miracle Man book. It's the long and complicated history of Miracle Man slash yeah. Marvel Man. So there's the third most popular book on Amazon about Miracle Man isn't a Miracle Man comic. It's mm. just a story telling you how complicated the real life part of Miracle Man was. With Because it's it's him, Alan Moore, and then I think Neil Gaiman did a run as well, which I think is called The Golden Age, which is like the fourth Golden Age. Yeah, that's the next book. one. Yeah. I, I had to keep looking online because the there's so many slight variants of the books and I was like, okay, I don't want to buy uh, the same ones. But then Alan Moore, like I saw, because well, I remember Steve saying Alan Moore wants his name taken off it and things. And so when you're on Amazon, it says original writer and then it's got the artist mm. name and the colorist and whatever. Mm. Um, so I, I ordered that because I, I was very lucky, air quotes lucky. We didn't obviously have Christmas dues my my work this year <laughs> or anything. So the amount they would give you per head, they just gave you on a voucher and you could choose from 20 nice. odd shops or something. Yeah, it was quite nice. Mm-hmm. And it was like, some of them were H.S. Samuel, and I'm just thinking, I don't know what I could possibly buy in H.S. Samuel for 50 quid, and I don't think they yeah. they know what I'm, what am I going to be buying with that. But one of them was a national book token, which I'd not heard of. And so I, I looked into it, and it's basically Waterstones, W.H. Smith, and a few other places. But it, like, the, the Waterstones one is Blackwell and something or other. And they've got this website, which is basically just all the stock of all of them in the whole country. And I managed to get, I think Miracle Man number two was like 20 quid on there. But on Amazon, it was like £35 or something silly because obviously it's out of print and you oh, can wow. only get, I think, hard co- hardcovers now as well. And mm-hmm. so it's just, it's really hard to find them. But I managed to get one on Amazon, the first one on Amazon for like a tenner and then a few on there and a few there. So I've got them on my way and I'm just like, I'm, I've just started today Batman Hush. So I'm just like, when uh, they come, I should have waited a bit. Yeah. Um, but I'm rambling anyway. Um, what I was going to say <laughs> is um, with comic books, what I found, and I found this from reading The Killing Joke, is which is by Alan Moore once again. Hey, if you if you mm. didn't know about it, you thought I planned that as a clever segue, and I didn't. Um, he, <laughs> I, I did it because a friend of mine, she uh, she had a bunch of comic books from where well, she used to date a guy who was really into comics. She got loads, and then she's now with someone else, and so I got lots of her comics. So it works in a lot of ways. Yeah, it works for me, doesn't it? And um, she, I had Killing Joke for my thing for don't know how long, but then... Uh, uh, I, I hadn't read it for ages and then obviously this, all the comic podcasts start to happen and then I read Killing Joke and I was like, oh shit, and you finish it, you go, that's that's better than half the Batman films and you read it, you go, yeah. that was amazing and just the 
as you kind of say, it's, it's thought-provoking in a way one wouldn't assume comics to be. And when mm, I read yeah. that, because when I read Civil War, I was like, okay, this is like the MCU. And the MCU is amazing for superhero stuff, but also it does miss, not miss the mark, but it is kind of the same thing. Although I love it, it's generally quite the same. Yeah. And then reading The Killing Joke kind of did for me what I think uh, Miracle Man and maybe Kingdom Come did for you guys, which was just that weird, wait a minute. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so this isn't what I thought it was. And yeah. that kind of opened my world. So I want to ask like, uh, from there, what are your favorite things just to do with comics in general? So, for example, like, is there a movie you love the most or a game or anything like that? I'll come with you first, Dan. If there's if just something like either superhero related or comic themed or vaguely anything like that. I'm just intrigued, really. Um, I just love everything. I think in particular at the moment because we're like our main reading list is from uh Batman and if you listen to the Batman episode you get to learn how complex Batman is um, you think he's like it's this cold kind of person but there's many many like layers to him and it's not just him it's people like the Joker it's people like Riddler it's people like Scarecrow they've all got all these layers to them and you just want to learn more and more and more and more um, and reading that I think that's what that's what like reignited my, my my passion for reading comics and stuff like that, um, and it's just the way that comics can play with your feelings. One minute you're like, "Oh my god," one minute you're laughing, one minute you're sad, one minute you're like, "What the fuck?" Putting this down, not reading that again. And then five <laughs> minutes later, you're walking back, goes, "Okay, I'm going to finish it, but I'm not going to like it." <laughs> so um, yeah, it's just how like. I used to think comics were all comics was was good guys, bad guys. The bad guys mm-hmm. done something terrible, so the superheroes come in to stop them. And da, 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 da. but there's all these layers in between from start to middle, middle to end. So yeah, man, yeah, it's just, that's that's pretty much it. it just plays with your emotions. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Paul? Yeah. No, that's very true. Comics, comics are annoying because they drag you in. Mm-hmm. Um, I recently changed. Yeah, basically, I recently changed my job, and my last job they um, they were basically downsizing in a not very nice way. So for the last three weeks, um, I was just basically sat there with my Kindle reading comic books, and as soon as I would finish one, another one would immediately draw me in, and that's that's just what they do. Mm. Like, I think I read. Um, I started reading one of the Dark Knight's metal book and it made a comment about the city of owls. Oh, actually I haven't read that yet. Maybe I'll read that first. Um, so I read the court of owls, then the city of owls, then death in the family, then death of the family. Then, and then next thing I know is three weeks later. I haven't done any work, but I don't care anymore. Um, <laughs> I don't work there no more. <laughs> no, exactly. Yeah. They don't want me. So why should I do any work for them? Um, but that's what they do. And I think the Marvel Cinematic Universe is the first major attempt to kind of get that. But they, they're great movies. But they also miss a lot out. And there's a lot of characters that are missing out because they've just been put into the bunch. Um, And I think we actually talked about it when we were talking about, it was either Miracle Man or Captain Britain. And we were talking about, you know, what should they do for a movie? And we kind of said, well, do we want them to do a movie? Because I think it was Captain Britain. Because it would just end up with another Avengers movie with yeah. Captain Britain in it. We don't want that. We want to see Captain Britain. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, I think that's where TV shows are steam, seem to be getting it better. Mm-hmm. Um, like I've slowly been watching Doom Patrol, which is amazing. Everyone has to watch that. My brother told me it was good. It is it's so ridiculous. So ridiculous <laughs> and so amazing. Everyone watch it. And if you ask Steve, he'll go on you for hours telling you how much you need to watch it. Um, so I think TV shows tend to get it better. Mm. Yeah. But they're also on the edge of if they get it wrong, you'll never see from it again. Yeah. I think yeah. prime because example. Because it'll I always 
prime example is like Daredevil. Nothing against Ben Affleck's yeah. Daredevil, but the yeah. Netflix TV series is actually absolutely top notch. Yeah, mm. I've, I've, I was actually going to sort of uh, cling, uh, cling, link, cling and link, both wrong <laughs> words. Clink. I was going to clink it on. Uh, I was going to connect <laughs> it to that um, because my I, I watched um, the first series of every Marvel Netflix show. I watched the first series of, and I also watched series two of Daredevil, and I also watched the Defenders, and then. Series two of Jessica Jones bored me. Iron Fist was trash and I didn't even finish that, if I'm honest. And then I, w- I was watching them with my mate as well. He used to come over mine uh, like once or twice a week and we would just watch TV shows. We used to watch Walking Dead together and then around series six or seven, whenever Negan came into it, we lost interest and stopped that. We, so there's lots of TV shows we just started and then we just watch them till they become crap and then we stop. Mm-hmm. And a lot of those the Marvel Netflix shows we did that with and I think the first series for most of them, except Iron Fist, were all really good. And... I watched series two of Daredevil and series one of Punisher and I thought Daredevil was excellent and I remember not hating the Ben Affleck movie. I thought it was all right. Um, but then, yeah, you watch the Netflix one, you're like, oh shit, like Daredevil's cool. Mm. What? I like it. You watch the Ben Affleck <laughs> one, you go, okay, it's a blind dude who can beat the crap out of people. That's all right. But you don't think he's like a cool person necessarily. But then you see Daredevil and you go, God, he's, he's got this complex, you know, being a Catholic and he's struggling with himself fighting crime because it's against his own religious views but it's got this whole cleverness to it and I want to show it to Megan because there's a lot of rumblings and rumours that uh, Charlie Cox the guy who plays him is going to pop up in the MCU at some point the proper proper MCU because I know they are canon funny you should say that I I, I think I mentioned it on one of our most recent episodes Um, apparently he's in the new Spider-Man movie apparently oh wow yeah Mm. so that's exciting. But have you guys seen the... So with the Netflix shows, have you both seen the handful of Netflix Marvel shows? Um, I I think I started watching Daredevil and then saw season one of Jessica Jones and then Luke Cage. Um, and then, But then I, all of them came out and then I wanted to watch them in order, order of significance, if that makes sense. Hmm. Um, and I had to force myself to watch my best. Um not really. I got, I got halfway through, and then I just Wikipedia the rest of the plot. I could not be dealing with it. <laughs> yeah, like, but then I, I tried to watch Luke Cage. I think season two, and I couldn't. For it, I don't know. There's something about it that just didn't interest me. But um, my favourites are uh, Daredevil and uh, Punisher because John Burnham as Punisher, he was absolutely amazing. Oh, he's incredible. And have you seen it all, Paul? The Netflix nope. shows. Have you seen any of them? Nope. This is an ongoing theme. I've not <laughs> like either. I don't remember. I just plain haven't seen it, and I don't know how I miss all these things. Um, mm. Part of it, I think, is because um, myself and the wife we always basically watch TV together, mm, so it has to grab both of us. And I think when it gets into it, she enjoys it, but she's a bit hesitant to sort of jump into them. There are so many TV shows out there. That's the um, problem in today's age as well with lockdown stuff exactly. it's like every I, I don't I only ask I, I asked you that I, I vaguely thought you didn't but I thought didn't want to leave that Paul but then I was like I also don't want to feel like I'm attacking him but you believe what's that because I know you get <laughs> loads of shit on uh, Superheroes for Dummies basically why haven't you watched this why haven't you watched that you haven't watched Doom Patrol yet what's going on like that all the sort of yeah. thing but like with with me and Megan I had to kind of I have to. We have to barter because I got to watch like all the Star Wars series. Obviously, I'm a Star Wars nerd. Uh, before Mandalorian and stuff, and we watched all of that. And then she was like, you know, mm. I need to watch some stuff she wanted me to watch. So I watched the, mainly cooking shows. Didn't too bad. And then we watched The Crown, which I thought was absolutely fucking incredible. <laughs> I thought it was going to be so crap. <laughs> and I watched the first episode. I was like, you know what? This is amazing. And so I've watched all of that and stuff. But one of the things I had to kind of convince her home was to watch The Boys. I don't know if you guys, if yeah. either of you, have seen that. Yeah. So, so Dan's watched that. No, and Paul hasn't. Well, I haven't. It. That's. Oh, good lord, how man. It goes. Good lord, man. It, it's like the way Miracle Man was described vaguely is obviously kind of the British side, but the boys is basically like if mm. superheroes came out, air quotes, and America were like the first ones to get hold of them. Mm. Ooh, it's it, what I love about the boys as well is unlike the Netflix Marvel series, the Netflix Marvel series, as you said, there was like. You know, there's the four or five series that out came out almost immediately, plus the Defenders, plus the sequel series. Mm. But there's also 13 episodes per season, and about half of them are quite fillery. So it just mm. becomes a bit of a slog, whereas The Boys, it's eight episodes, about an hour each, and it's just quite mm. easy going. But The Boys is... 
I had to kind of not, not I wouldn't say fight Megan that makes it sound like an argument but like I had to kind of try and convince her to watch it because she was like mm. we just watched like, over lockdown she's like we just watched all the MCU movies which I loved but now you want me to watch all the Spider-Man movies because you hear about Spider-Man 3 coming out and you're going to have to watch the, you know, the three of them and the two of them and, the, and all that sort of stuff and she's like I'm just getting a little bit sick of superheroes and I was like I know what you're saying but I really want to watch this please and after like the second or so episode she was like this is brilliant like, was, without spoiling it for poor Paul what was your sort of view on it then Dan um I uh, let's just put it this way I watched the first episode I mean I rewatched it with my wife but when I watched the first episode um and it's when Huey was with his girlfriend and I saw that mm. scene um I thought holy fuck what is this like yeah. meant to be about <laughs> superheroes and this happens um and it's just, yeah, it just totally blew me away. Like, and I just, I was just addicted. Like, it was like, I can't wait for the next episode and the next episode and the next episode. Because I think what we were on season two, season three, no, season two, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, we're on season two at the moment. And like, I think we were talking about Scrubs earlier and we were talking about like a certain character dying and then it became really morbid. Mm. Um, with the boys, it it's just consistent, consistent through like every episode um and paul whatever you think about superheroes watch the boys You'll be proven wrong. <laughs> it's, it's one of those shows that you've got like there's certain questions that come up obviously in superheroes for dummies is a lot of the time and i'm guilty of them sometimes as well just to kind of kind of laugh my way when you answer the episodes like about plastic man and stuff about you know sex and things like this yeah. and there's the questions like what well, if superman had sex with a normal person surely they would kill them these sorts of questions get answered in the boys there's a lot of these sorts of questions which you don't get the answer to you watch the answer and some of them yeah. are questions you didn't want to know the answers of but it is one of those shows that it, I often say with, um, I think probably Captain America is probably the worst for this, which is pulling punches, not not literally, like figuratively. When you watch Captain America films, they're really, really cool. And I, the fact, the Captain America trilogy is, trilogy is amazing. But like, when you're watching two people have a fist fight, there's not that much blood. You know, he's meant to be, I know he does pull his punches a little bit, but when you're watching him fight someone, there's not that much blood. There's When you hear, see the punch, it's kind of, it cuts as the fist is like here and with the boys, it doesn't cut. So you just, it, there's like scenes where you just watch someone get beaten to death by basically God. So you're just watching their face just cave in. And then you're just like, oh, can't get much worse than this. And then so, the next few minutes, <laughs> something else happens. And you're just like, oh my God. And it's it's one of those shows that, you know, everyone was going on about it. And I didn't start watching it until series two sort of started airing and things. And I was like, oh, is it going to be one of those things? Because you look at the ratings on IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes and it's so high. You just think it can't be that good. And the more times you hear it someone is. say how amazing it is, you go, yeah. it can't be. And then you watch episode one and you're like, oh, okay, I'm wrong. <laughs> it's fucking sick so without just let's not make this all about the boys the whole time because I'm going to make mm. Paul very unhappy um, but sort of linking him with the let's keep the superhero theme for fun um, I'm interested in what your guys sort of favour uh, of the superhero movies are be it MCU Burton vs any sort of vague thing if we want to start with you Paul are there any sort of or any that kind of mean a lot to you because with the boys the reason I love the boys so much is because it's not it is about superhumans superheroes mm. but it's about it's very human. The show is very human. Mm, a lot of the things that happen, yeah, exactly. And a lot of the things that happen, there's these moments where you just you can feel it in your chest. You're like, Jesus, that's that cuts deep. Like it's not like someone dies necessarily, but someone says something, and you're like, "Whew, didn't need that bit of like mm. raw life served to me." And that's what I really like of that that human sort of feel to it. So, with that in mind, for me, I, I don't know what my favorite. I think Dark Knight is probably my favorite one, but that's. I would maybe even argue if that's a superhero film because it's so gritty and real. But I, I didn't know if what your guys' sort of favourite, um, in air quotes, superhero films are. Yeah, I think the Batman ones are quite good at that because it's Batman and he's not just a superhero. Mm-hmm. Yeah, He's kind of a human with lots of money. Um, <laughs> and a lot of time on his hands. Yeah, exactly. Basically. And it means that he's got a lot of the complexities. Um, yeah, I don't know. that This is a problem that the Marvel Universe has in their films, is it is kind of one level-ish. 
it's very good at that one level. Yeah, I'd say 70% of it is basically, I'd say 70% of their films are solidly good films that I enjoy, but yeah. don't, there's no moments in there you're like, holy shit. It's just like, these are all very good and pleasant to watch. There's like a few, but... Yeah. Yeah, yeah you don't go in there for, you know, the tear-jerking moments or the romance or anything. Mm. No. You go in there for someone to be punched in the face. Well, yeah, and then um, for someone else who's better than them to punch them harder, <laughs> basically. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> basically, I, I suppose like Marvel has just has this, this very like it just has a very very high entertainment value. But if you want some thought provoking mm. and makes you have that food for thought, then I'm sorry, but DC does that. Like you had Superman versus Batman, and you had the like you said you had the Dark Knight series. That's what it does. Um, in the state, the stage of my journey, like my comic journey, I just want to have a blow my mind, or let me. Like when I put down the book, I'm still thinking about that chapter that I read, mm-hmm. um, and and I feel I feel like DC does that. Yeah, yeah, I'd be yeah. I'd be inclined to agree with you. I mean, it's like a good example of that is Joker. The film, which I personally yeah. love, that mm. film, but obviously it's not. That was the film that just jumped into my head. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. It's, it's it's just it's one of those films where it's yeah, it's about an air quotes a superhero or supervillain whatever, but it's like the film itself is nothing about any of that. There's like two minutes, if that, of anything to do with anything else, but the rest of it is just someone breaking, and yeah. and that's basically the plot. It's brilliant in that way, and the, I will say, yeah, with with the MCU movies and a lot of those things, that they don't. They're not that thought-provoking. I mean, I think Infinity War did a great job of that, but that's because, you know, the end happens, and then you're like, oh, shit. Like, you know, mm-hmm. and then it, it, it is hard, because when I try and think what my favourite ones are, it is basically Dark Knight, Infinity War, Endgame, and probably Thor Ragnarok. But it's, mm-hmm. you know, they are they are quite similar in a lot of ways. But with, with DC, I think their films are a lot more... It's almost like a, a lucky dip, because you've got films like... You know, I don't think Batman vs Superman is amazing. I didn't enjoy that very much. Mm. But then Man of Steel, I thought the first hour of it is some of the best superhero film I've ever seen. And then the second hour is some of the worst. So it was just like, mm. oh, you've got this hour of brilliant, deep, complex Superman stuff that is really questioning identity and his, how human he is. And mm. then the last hour is him just punching someone who looks the same as him into a building for an hour. And you're just like, <laughs> there, there has to, there is a middle ground here, you know, where you mm. kind of... Um, Go there. Also, DC is just such a mixed bag. You get films like, you know, Suicide Squad that is critically panned, and then you get Joker that's critically, pra- critically praised. Yeah. And there's just no... The, MCU is like the easy way out, and then DC is just the complete wild card every time. So each time you watch a film, it's like, this could be terrible, or it could be phenomenal. Whereas MCU, it's like, this is just going to be pretty good, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I think one of the benefits had... I- I don't know how true it is, but I read that the um, the director of Joker, because obviously it's sort of vaguely based on the killing joke mm-hmm. um, mm. and the idea of how he came about, but then not really. Um, that was the idea that they were going for, but um, apparently he'd never read it. <laughs> um, someone explained it to him and he went with that. So it's not a film based on the comic book, it's a really good film that is tied into the comic book. Mm. Um, so yeah, I don't know how true it is, but I think that's sometimes where they go a bit wrong. It's kind of the complete opposite to what Marvel do. <laughs> Marvel go, right, this is the comic book. We need to do this. Oh, but hang on, this doesn't work for the film, so we better change. <laughs> and then DC go, right, this is the film. How do we make it into the comic book? and then you're kind of in the middle going which one of you is doing this right and Mm. i think that's the dc are looking at it for a good film Mm. and it has the comic book sort of connections um i don't know i'm completely missing the point there but i think i've had this discussion with you before dan where Mm. a lot of the dc films i've seen just seem to have this middle bit where you're thinking does this need to exist (laughs) because it's kind of you could make this film probably half an hour to an hour shorter Mm. and you would get the exact same result and it would probably be better well that happened with Batman and the Batman vs Superman I I thought it went on for a bit longer than necessary Um, yeah 
because like I said, there's, there's there's a formula, isn't there? There's you know they set the scene, they they set the the, the story for each character. Then you you get introduced to the villain, and you know what they're going to get up to, and then mm-hmm. you know the superhero catches wind of it, and it goes on to this like Titans, and you have your ending. Batman for Super versus Superman didn't do that; it just stretched it out like until the rubber bands. If that makes sense, um, yeah, yeah, that's where it feels like they came in with a movie perspective, and then was like. Right, okay, but we need to get in all this comic book stuff as well. And then it's mm. suddenly how it just gets bigger in the middle and you don't really need it. Hmm. There is this weird middle ground, isn't there, where I'm I would not want to be a filmmaker. Like if, if someone wanted to call me up and say, Do you want to make a Star Wars film? I'm pretty certain I could do a pretty good job. If they said you want to do a superhero film, it's like, oh no, I do not want to touch that with a barge pole. Because <laughs> you've got super fans like Steve and um Max Byrne mm. who yeah. know the material off the top of their head. And like Max Byrne, yeah. he really, really likes Batman vs. Superman, and that's completely fine. He's within his right to like a film, but I think he likes it maybe in part because he knows about the source material and all that sort of stuff. Whereas me, when I saw Batman vs Superman, I knew nothing. So the film has to, a film has to convince someone who's never seen it of everything while trying to stay true to the people who know the source material. And the problem is, is that if you lean too much on one side or the other, you can't make people win. Like Marvel have done that thing where they basically, their first few films were quite middle ground where they were like, okay, there's enough here for the, the comic book fans to enjoy them, but there's also, it's accessible enough for the mainstream. And then they were like, right, we've got this. Let's not do anything else ever. And then it's like 23 films later and you're like, still doing it. Like, obviously, <laughs> the end of the whole saga was brilliant. But like, aside from yeah. probably three films, they're all generally the same kind of thing. And mm. yeah, as you say, DC are trying... It seems like some films, they're like, I don't even know who the character is. Let's just make a film randomly. And then the other time you're like, yeah. right, we need to do this to the T. And even if it doesn't make sense because the comic was written ages ago, I'm still going to do it exactly to the T. And it's like, there is... There is some degree of middle ground here um, in that sort of regard. But sort of, if we link into Superheroes for Dummies, because we haven't actually spoken about that very much, and that's Mm. how we (laughs) vaguely got introduced. Um, Mm. Was there, how how did that kind of start? Let's just throw the floor to the two of you. How how did it kind of start in in a sense? What kind of made you guys do the podcast and whatnot? Well, Paul, I think you better take take this one because I was asleep. And then I woke yeah. up to I woke up to a text message. So yeah, he just woke up like you were in a podcast. And I was like, all right, I guess I, you just kind of Michael Searage away in. You're just like, I guess yeah. I'm just kind cool. of here now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to be fair, it felt a bit like that to me as well. Um, it was something that I had been considering for a while. Um, obviously, knowing Steve and his ridiculous amount of knowledge um, and my non-existent knowledge. Um, it's a good way to sort of communicate with the peeps out there in the universe. Um, and then obviously Dan somewhere in the middle, a lot of the the movies in the video games to kind of tie it all together. Um, so yeah, I've been thinking about it for a while and then I just dropped the boys a message saying, what about this? Um, and then the next thing I know, Steve's like, okay, yeah, it's done. <laughs> I'm on it. Right. <laughs> so, um, apparently, he'd been um, pondering about a show um, in which he answers questions from the peeps. Um, and a discussion had been had about him having a show on the network. Uh, I did not know any of this. <laughs> so when I came to them with the idea, Steve was like, yeah, okay, done. Green light. Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, so yeah, that was kind of it. Um, and then we kind of muddled it together. We put together the Batman episode as a sort of pilot. Mm. Um, we thought we'd start strong to try and get people interested. Mm. Um, and yeah, it kind of exploded. We didn't really, I think we just sort of thought it was a good idea to get together because it was pretty much right at the beginning of lockdown, mm. um, that we started it. Yeah. And that was part of why I thought, well, now or never, really. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah and he just kind of went, okay. And it happened, <laughs> as it sometimes does with Steve. You come to Steve with an idea, and next thing you know, he's built a boat and he's in front of you with it. <laughs> he's like, okay, where are we going? <laughs> uh, the, the whole thing, um, the whole, whole experience, like this whole 
experience with Donnie Swings has been absolutely amazing. And like anybody who's listened to, it's kind of funny because it, it actually is a journey for, especially for me and Paul, it actually is a journey yeah. because you've got the two of us who've never, ever done a podcast in our life. Actually, we did have like the podcast with um, your wife uh, for a little while, um, but that was just like a yeah. little thing that we had for a little bit. But other than that, we've never done like a, a podcast. And if you if you listen from episode one up to now, you will hear how amateurish we were when we started. <laughs> like all the way through to now, like now you just can't shut us up. Like we'll yeah. come up with questions, we'll make statements, and listen to me now. I'm absolutely babbling, and I can't stop. <laughs> it's good. It's what I want. Yeah, but um, yeah, man. I, yeah, it's just absolutely amazing. So. Thank you, Paul, and your amazing brain. Oh, you're most welcome. <laughs> it's not often it gets called amazing, so I'll take that one. Well, it's amazing. From my perspective, it's amazing too. So there you go, Paul. Oh, and, it's and it's been recorded, and it's going out there on the interwebs. That's true. That is, <laughs> I'm going to have that as my ringtone. <laughs> just me and Dan say, Paul, you're, it'll be your alarm every morning. You can just wake up to yeah. us going, Paul, you have an amazing brain. Do you know that? Just get loads of people you know and record them saying compliments <laughs> to you. And that can Ooh, be your alarm like every that. morning, just people being nice to you. Because that'd be a lovely I way like to wake up one day. Yeah. yeah. I'll send you the nice sound motivational then. way. <laughs> if you could, yeah. <laughs> no worries. It's funny with podcasting because like... Um, and that's the end of part one. Thanks as always for tuning in, guys. Part two will be out next week at the usual time, which will be on the 7th of February. So make sure you tune in for that. And if it's past the 7th of February, then you can go ahead and listen to part two already. Huzzah! Um, just for clarity, part two is going to continue the general conversation we've been having, you know, speaking about podcasts and superhero movies and comic books and that sort of thing. Um, we talk about sort of the podcast a bit more and the community around it, especially for superheroes for dummies and sort of the entry level of reading comic books how the guys sort of first got into podcasting and things and as well as what Dan and Paul kind of do in their free time and then to find out what if anyone's been paying attention to us interacting on Twitter you may want to know what comic guilt is well I'm afraid you'll need to learn about that in part two because we delve into that so as I said you can find the link to their website in the description that is uh, superdummy.co.uk I've also included a link to the podcast on Spotify but it's on the feed of Comics in Motion and that's on Apple and Google Podcasts, Spotify uh, Stitcher, I think iHeartRadio like all those sorts of general places that have podcasts, you can find the Comics in Motion podcast and on that you can find Superheroes for Dummies, my other show Star Wars Comics in Canon and a whole host of other shows as well for Clarity Superheroes for Dummies, in brief, is basically you guys, or the audience, votes on a specific superhero or supervillain, and then Steve, who's a super nerd, uh, gives like loads of information about them, like who they are and that sort of stuff, while also answering questions. I often put a few questions in there for certain ones of just things I find interesting or intriguing. They've done a Judge Dredd episode, they've done one of Miracle Man, Superman, Batman, Spider-Man, lots of ones that are kind of smaller, and ones that are more strange and weird, like Plastic Man and things. So make sure you check out Superheroes for Dummies because it's a lot of fun and is one of my favourite podcasts at the moment. So coming up in the future for Genuine Chit Chat, I'm kind of pondering about doing an idea of a Patreon once again. I'm tempted to do it where when I would do part ones and part two releases, anyone who's willing to pay would then be able to get when part one of an episode drops, I would just include part two as well. So it'd include a different feed. So I'd be tempted to do it so that anyone who wants to contribute any small amount of money would then be able to get like a whole conversation in one go rather than having them split into parts. Also, I was tempted to do sort of like um either a few minute recordings here and there just of kind of my thoughts about random things but also sort of tv reviews and movie reviews and stuff uh, me and megan watch quite a few tv shows and movies and a lot of the time i can't be bothered to post about it on social media but if i just flick the on button and talk into a microphone for 10 minutes that could work quite well and as i said we do watch quite a lot of stuff with a variety we watch the crown we've watched the boys we're watching the witcher at the moment we've watched modern family it's always sunny in philadelphia big mouth south park rick and morty um like documentaries movies recently watched back to the future again for the first time in 
ages the other day. So I'm quite tempted to make a Patreon this year and then just have recordings of me doing movie reviews as well as having part ones and part twos of episodes come out when part one comes out so you'd get early access. And also the feed would mean that you actually get it all in one episode rather than being split. So I'd like to know if any of you guys have any thoughts on that. Um, Anyone, I'd love for you to email me and just tell me your thoughts on that. It doesn't mean you have to commit to going into it. But it was something I'm kind of pondering and things because what I'm trying to do is podcasting costs me about 10 quid a month and then I'm also getting Zoom Pro which costs about another £12 a month. So it's not a lot of money but podcasting costs me about £20 to £25 every month and I was thinking if I could just make those costs back it would mean that this passion project would just then be a free passion project and then any additional money made on that I could spend on advertising or something like that maybe on Instagram or something. I was about to say Facebook but I'm not doing that again. I've been down that road and (laughs) advertising on Facebook is not only rubbish but no one really uses Facebook anymore. So fun times. But I want to kind of voice that before I delve into what else is coming up to kind of gauge what you guys will think. Uh, If anyone has any thoughts on that, please uh, let me know. Uh, But if I do implement that, I don't know how long it will be till I actually get off my bum and do that, but we shall see. So in addition, what have we got coming up in the next few weeks? Uh, well, obviously next week's going to be the next episode of Superheroes for Dummies. Uh, after that, I'm doing a conversation with a gentleman called Jack of the Just Conversation pod. Now, he hasn't been on the show before, but I've been on his show. So it kind of gives me a bit of reason to, you know, normally I'm kind of, I don't like to name the actual guests that I'm having on the show just in case anything goes wrong but Jack's a really cool guy and I'm sure things won't go wrong in that regard um as well as that um Steve from Superheroes for Dummies, who's been on the show before when I spoke with BZ The Voice about his Green Lantern fan film. Uh, Steve should be coming on the podcast at least another two times in the next several months. When the Snyder Cut comes out of Justice League, I'm hoping to have like a roundtable discussion. There's probably going to be about five of us talking about that film. Um, so that'll be released probably end of March, I presume, depending on when or if it comes out in the UK. Uh, so that will be on the radar in a couple months' time. Uh, I've got another podcast plan with Steve about something else, which I won't go into yet as another guest and things uh i've also i've got a few other things sort of in the pipeline uh i chatted with one of tonya todd's friends who've been podcasting for a long time and i really want to have her on the show so i'm probably going to plan that there's another individual who's contacted me about a dc fan film that they've made who's a friend of bz's so i might be having them on the podcast as well and i'm kind of reaching the feelers out to get some other people on the show too as well as some of the other guys in comics in motion because it's always fun to talk to those guys so that's kind of what you can expect at the moment for so when I have Jack on to talk about random things, it's going to be quite a long conversation, but we're going to talk about sort of moral questions and things like, is there a such thing as good and evil? Is corporate punishment ever really validated? All those sorts of ideas. So it's going to be quite a fun one in that regard. So I'm looking forward to that. But that's generally what you can expect at the moment. And then lots of the other things I've been guesting on. So the last couple of weeks have been mental. All the guest spots have just been all coming out and whatnot. So, I mean, there's been... I was recently on the 20th Century Geek podcast talking about Batman. Uh, myself and Megan were on there. And that's Scott Weatherly who's been on the show a couple of times. And, oh, Scott Weatherly, he's another one I'm going to have on the show at some point soon to talk about H.P. Lovecraft because we tried to last year and got completely sidetracked by it. Um, but, yeah, when I was on uh, 20th Century Geek, we spoke about the 66 Batman with Adam West and then the two Burton Batman movies from uh, 89 and then the early 90s so there's that and then part two will be out in a week or so and we talk about the joe schumacher films and the animated film mask of the phantasm and then part three will be out a little bit later after that and that is the dark knight trilogy so that's one sort of bout of uh, collaborations I've been doing. Also on the Comics and Motion feed, I've been on Mandatory Marvel and DC recently to talk about the new 52 Batman story, Death of the Family, featuring the Joker. I was also on a recent episode of Indie Comic Spotlight where me and Tony spoke about Mark Russell's run of the Lone Ranger comics. Also a little bit earlier, which was in December, I was on Comics on Trial and I was prosecuting Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker against Tony and Megan, my girlfriend, was the judge in that. And I also appeared recently on an episode of the Ragbag podcast. I think uh the newest one if you go to about 16 or so minutes i'm on there uh so you can check that out as well and another podcast that frank burton's got his hand in i'll be involved in that i think coming out in a week or two as well i've also been on the uh, tonya todd's 52 love podcast as well i can't remember when that's airing i'm pretty certain it's soon 
but I'll keep you guys posted on that. And if you want to hear me, Tanya and Megan talk, then you can listen to the last episode of Genuine Chit Chat, number 114. And we spoke about Wonder Woman 84 as well as uh, her new podcast, 52 Love. So that is more or less all the things I've been involved with at the moment. As I said, there's quite a few things here and there. And then the last thing I always like to kind of talk about right at the very end is my other podcast, Styles, Comics and Canon. I tackle another, I tackle a character or a comic arc or mini series in the Star Wars canon. And the most recent one I tackled was about Doc. Dr. Afra. Dr. Afra first appeared in the first one of Darth Vader comics. She's a rogue archaeologist. She's kind of like the opposite of Indiana Jones. She's quite bad and steals things and kills people and stuff, but she's very, very interesting. She's got two homicidal droids by her side. One's called Triple Zero, which is basically C-3PO if you liked draining people's blood and killing them. Like, that's the kind of characters in this. It's really, really cool, and the recent episode I did, number 42, uh, that was of the second volume of Dr. Afra comics where she has an ancient Rua crystal, tries to sell it at an auction, and things go horribly wrong, including Darth Vader showing up. So if you want to listen to, you know, you don't have to read the comics to understand it. You don't really have to know that much about many things. I try and explain things so that each episode you can kind of listen to is strong enough by itself, but it also encourages people to go check out the comics for those extra details and things. So, you know, if you're into Star Wars and you don't really know where to start, you can, you know, listen to that podcast it'll kind of give you a good amount of groundwork for certain things or you can check out the back catalog i've tackled episodes on kylo ren darth maul how c-3po got his red arm lots of things like that and if for some reason you don't want to go on the feed of comics in motion but you do want to go on youtube i've started uploading those episodes onto youtube now i think i'm on about episode 20 has been uploaded on youtube and episode 42 of comics in canon is out at the moment so i'm trying to upload two episodes of star wars comics in canon to my youtube channel a week so eventually i catch up so that brand new episodes will go on there as well the new episodes are exactly the same as the episodes on the comics emotion feed it's just that some people listen on youtube and i include a small little picture of the comic cover on there as well so that's the sort of stuff you can look forward to guys let me know about patreon and your thoughts on that share some love with the guys from superheroes for dummies you know go on their twitter tweet at them or retweet their stuff whatever you kind of want to do and let me know what you thought of this chat and as always guys thank you so much for listening i really really appreciate it follow me on social media at genuine chit chat where i post many photos of the star wars comics and things including panels and the covers of them i post snippets to all these episodes and things if you're unsure about an episode that's coming out you can check out a 30 to 60 second snippet on that um, episode and things as well i also post occasional photos and videos of my tortoise on my story she's only like one and a half years old so she's really diddly and very cute and other stuff i generally post on there when i've been watching movies and whatnot little screenshots of that so that's all of the stuff about me at the moment thank you as always guys and i'll talk to all of you next week